Here's what's coming up on this week's show. There's a man dressed up as a panda. It's a music. White, you see what panda. comes up when you do it. <laughs> it's a band. It's a bloke with a great big white panda head on. Yes, I know. It's a bit freaky, actually, to be honest. The beat. Welcome to the Big Little Business Show, the podcast that helps small business think big. Hey, hey, how you doing? Welcome to the Big Little Business Show. It's Paul Mumford over here, the lovely Claire Horsley over there. Now, if this is your first time with us, we're the podcast that helps small businesses grow by inviting on a whole bunch of experts who know a thing or two about helping small businesses grow. Now, whether you're here for the first time or not, if you can do two things for us, that'll be fab. One, don't forget to hit follow on the podcast platform you're listening to us on right now. And then on that same podcast platform, Leave us a review too, because that really helps to big us up in podcast land. Yeah, so today I thought we would do something a little bit different, because I was inspired from a conversation that you and I had, Paul, recently, yeah, Yeah. with regards to something that you've given a lot of thought about over the last 12 months with regards to your own business, looking at a new business name, and I just thought it'd be a great topic. That is a great topic, yeah, because it's been a real headache, and I'll bet I'm not the only one who's found this problem so big mm. how do you what name do you give your business how do you do that how do you come up with a name and all the different pitfalls that you, you kind of slide down on the way and yes it's taken me nearly 12 months to come up with a business name and it's, it's really not easy no and I think whether somebody's starting out on business or whether maybe like yourself they're looking at a new business name to uh you know, to accommodate maybe changes that they've had in the services that they provide. It's really, really important because it is part of you. It is part of your branding. Um, and it's a decision that potentially will stay with you for a very long time. So it's important we get it right. That's a good, great idea. I, I love it. You're quite smart sometimes, aren't you? I try. <laughs> <laughs> I have little moments. I have my moments, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you, and I just thought it would be great to hear from your own authentic experience as to the journey that you've had in the last 12 months and maybe what tips and advice you can share for other people who may be thinking of the same thing. Great yeah? idea, let's do that. This is the Big Little Business Show. So taking you back 12 months ago. Take me back in the time machine, back to <laughs> 2021. Exactly, 12 months ago. So can you maybe share with us the thought process um, and when it started that you thought, hang on a second, my business name is no longer conducive to what I am doing and what I am offering. Um, something needs to change. And then what happened? Take us back to that moment. You can even say where you were <laughs> within reason. <laughs> not the toilet, though. It, it was kind of, I wasn't on the toilet, don't worry. <laughs> it's kind of like, oh, that's not a picture you want to paint. All their audience have just switched off and now nobody's listening because suddenly they've got a mental image of me sitting on the toilet. 12 months ago, I had two businesses which were very different. A business which dealt with video marketing, which I had set up with a business partner. And then I had my own business, which was very separate, doing um, biomechanics and running coaching and all those kind of things, which was kind of my sideline at the time. But I've been doing that for quite a long while. My business partner and I decided to part company, all very amicable. Mm -hmm. I was getting more and more work making videos to the point where I thought, right, actually, I need to focus more on the video thing and less on the the running stuff. Mm. Um, So now the name Mumford Phys Ed Limited just doesn't work anymore 
So I wanted a name that was quite generic and didn't tie me to a particular industry, didn't really mean anything. Ultimately, I needed a name that nobody else had, and you don't know how hard that is. Yeah, so, right, which leads me nicely on. Thank you so much for my next question. So where do you start? So you've got these thoughts going on in your mind about maybe why, like you've explained why you want to look at changing your business name because it's, you know, what you have is no longer representing you in the best possible light anymore. Mm. Did you spend some time thinking about certain words or did you maybe go online? I think there's some... um, apps online which you can go in and type in what it is that you do and it comes up with suggestions is that right yeah so what i did is i went and sat on the toilet no i didn't do that um (laughs) (laughs) no i said i did go and look at some of those apps and they do come up with lots of names um that are kind of you know random selections of words put together and things like that but none of them really sort of floated my boat they didn't really mean anything for me they didn't have any connection with me and then I also did the whole thing about you know coming up with a whole bunch of names and thinking about what the business does and things about me and you know all sorts of different permutations and I come up with some ideas and I sort of strike gold occasionally think oh that's great let me go and just google that someone else has got it Um, or there's another name that's similar Every single time I came up with a new name, I think, oh, I like that. Let's see if that's available. And it wasn't. Somebody else had thought of it. And that's where it gets really hard. Frustrating, yeah. And not, but it's, it's, it's even harder now than perhaps it might have been like, I don't know, like 10 years, 15 years ago. Because if you were setting up a company then, essentially what you all you'd need is to be able to register it with Company's House and therefore for nobody else to have that business name. Mm -hmm. But now you've got to think about Company's House, you've got to think about Facebook, Instagram, um, URLs, and none of those need to be already existing. Yes, but I also, I guess, if if you're... The industry that you're in, you have to be careful that your name isn't going to be similar or indeed the same as to a name that's already out there with potentially maybe your competition though as well. Yeah, there is that too. And the other thing is spelling. So there's another thing I needed to consider is if I was going to come up with a unique word that didn't really mean anything, it needed to be obvious how you'd spell it. So if I said to someone my business name, which is now Monoki Media, if and we'll come on to that, I know you'll probably ask me how I came up with that name. Mm-hmm. I indeed I will. So if yeah. I was to say to someone, yeah, my business is Monoki Media, then I wanted someone to be able to go into Google and type that in without having to think, mm, how do I spell that? So do you think it's important that a business name that you choose means something to you um, and which is maybe personal to you? So what I mean is it, it might be personal to you, but not necessarily other people would know that. But from the point of view of being emotionally attached to your business, do you think that's a good idea and a good way to think about a new business name? I mean, that's the route I went down, but I don't think you need to do that. I had in my mind certain things that the name needed to accomplish. So for a start, I couldn't have a name that meant something somewhere else, like a name of an animal or something. If you type in, mm. I don't know, giraffe into Google, you're not going to get my bit. White panda. Yeah, it's a good example. So if you type in white panda, uh, you think, oh, that's a great name for my business. But then you Google that, what are you going to get? You're going to get white pandas. You're not going to get me. Mm. So it needs to be a name that doesn't really mean anything in any other context. It needs to be easy to spell. No sort of abbreviations or any of those kind of things in it uh the simpler the better and obviously it needs to be something else that nobody else has mm-hmm. that, and then that makes it really really difficult because every time i came up with a name i google it and either someone else had got it or it meant something else in another way yeah 
We've talked before, actually, um, about planning and setting goals and things like that. So did you Mm. feel under pressure to come up with this name? Did you maybe set yourself, I don't know, a plan to say, right, this is dragging on. By the end of next month, I need to come up with a new business name. Or did you wait for it to sort of organically evolve? Because I think very often when it comes up to making big decisions, it can be you can feel very pressurised because ultimately it's a conversation that only you can have with yourself if you can have conversations with yourself. Oh, I have plenty of those. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's it's something that only you can really do. Um, It's not something that maybe other people could potentially help you with. Did you feel a sense of responsibility? Uh, I didn't really feel a sense of urgency to get something because... I find sometimes when you're coming up with a decision or coming up with a you know, trying to come up with something creative, especially if you're um, if it's as important as that, then the harder you think about it, the harder it is. So I didn't want to put any pressure on myself in that way because I knew that I would either find something that I didn't like ultimately or just wouldn't find anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I did when I kind of renamed and I, I split with my business partner is I started calling myself Paul Mumford Media. Purely because I knew that wasn't right and I knew it wasn't it wasn't going to last. And I thought, well, at some point down the line, I'll come up with a name. I'll think of something. I'll get a bright idea and then I'll just you know change things around a little bit. I mean, I've often sat on the fence of this one, to be honest, to whether people remember you as your name or whether people remember you with your company name. Um, I've always sat on the fence a little bit with that. I think they're both obviously, of course, equally as important. Um, but do you think maybe one lends itself more to the other? So if somebody's asking for somebody to produce some videos, for example, do you think they would come up with the name first or say you, you, you must speak to Mr Mumford about that? I think it might be a little bit of both. And I think initially, certainly at the moment, because mm. my business name is quite new to people, people are going to say my name rather than the name of my business. And that's fine. And that's something else to think about, too. If you're thinking about using your name somewhere within the name of the business, Mm. great, do that. There's nothing wrong with that if you're promoting yourself. But if you start growing, which ultimately you might want to do, and employing people, then it becomes about more than just you, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And that's what the next thing I was going to ask, actually, is when you're creating a business name, is it really important for it to be maybe um, timeless so that it can grow with you depending on how your business evolves and how it develops? Or do you think it's okay to come up with something and then maybe review it in a few years' time? Because everyone's businesses are different. And in reality, they do change very often. Yeah, you're right. I think it depends what you want to do with the business in the future. I mean, if at some point you want to hand it over to someone else or sell it maybe, then it really doesn't need to be about you. It needs to be separate from you. For me, I needed a name that didn't reflect me. And also, you know, I now have people working for me. So therefore, you know, it's just not appropriate from that respect either. It doesn't, no, I'm not saying that that's wrong and you, sh- you, you shouldn't do that because if the business is all about you and it's always only ever going to be about you, then use your name, sure. And I guess it is personal as well to you, isn't it? Like what you've just said, that's something that you wanted to do. Maybe there isn't a, a right or wrong to do it. It could be industry specific. Some things might work better for different industries. But I think the most important thing is, is that you're happy with it and you feel comfortable with it because let's face it, we use our business names quite a lot in conversations and, you know, promoting what it is that we do. We need to be very comfortable with it. And, I wonder whether sometimes subconsciously we can um, 
be, be quite emotionally invested, of course, in our businesses, but also with our business names, we can be quite protective over it. So it's important that we we get it right, not just for us, but for our audience as well. Yeah, and I tried it out with a few people first as well before I took the plunge. Not necessarily just family members and stuff, because you're always going to get a skewed opinion. Um, and obviously I asked you and you yep. instantly you loved it. Um, and then a few other people who it's were so un- unrelated and they loved it and they totally got it. And, and obviously then once I'd explained what it meant, it kind of it, it, they they loved it even more. Because sometimes that can be difficult. If you come up with a name and you love it mm. and maybe you share it with your, your partner or your parents or, or whoever, someone in your family, they're obviously going to love it. Mm. But the real test is sharing it with people who you have really no emotional attachment to the name and if they love it too or they get it then you know you're, you know, you're on to a winner so I think that's a, that's a really good thing to do actually is if you come up with a name don't just suddenly go with it try it out on a few people first and see what kind of feedback uh, you, you get um, what, uh, that wasn't your question though was it what was your question <laughs> <laughs> that's quite okay now what I was saying is in terms of it being personal it's being personal to people and it's important that it's right for you um, but then, you know, as you said as well, you've asked other people what their opinion was. And I think this is another conversation, though, isn't it, about how much um, how much you absorb from other people, how much is healthy and how much is not healthy. But I think it's important, I guess, to ask the right people um, and not just put it out there to people who maybe don't understand you and understand why you're doing what you're doing because sometimes I think it'd be quite destructive yeah and also I think people can pick up if it's not the right name or it's not right for one way or another then someone who's not emotionally attached to it might come up with a reason why it doesn't work as a name that you hadn't considered yeah someone might have looked at my name and said oh it sounds sounds a bit like this or it reminds me of that and then yeah therefore that's not a positive thing and then you throw that in the bin and start again yeah absolutely Okay, so going back to when you came up with the name, so you came up with Monocchi Media. Yeah. Can you take us through that final part where you thought, actually, this is it, because I'm wondering whether this might be one of the things that um, people have a habit of overthinking. Now, I can be a bit of an overthinker, overanalyze things all the time, and I'm just wondering what your thoughts are. Do you think that this, maybe creating a business name, has a tendency to do that to people, to overthink it? Um, and what t- what cross? How did you cross the line to say that's it? That's my name. I think you've just got to do it. It's a bit like naming a child, isn't it? It's there forever. Yeah, it, it's with you forever. Exactly right. You're going to be saying it a lot. You're going to be sharing it with people a lot. You've got to be uh, proud of it, I guess. I tell you what did it for me. It got to a point when I had to come up with a name because I knew I was going to be employing someone. So Paul Mumford Media just didn't work anymore because it's not just about me. Mm. And I knew that was going to happen at some point. Um, And that's what forced me to think, right, I really need to think hard about this business name thing. So if you're in a position where you're changing a name, so you had, like me, you had an existing limited company name and you wanted to change that limited company name to something else, it's dead easy. You just go on the company's house website and change it. It costs about eight quid. I was just about to ask you, was there any costs involved? Yeah. Yeah, super easy. Um, if you're in the UK, you've got to get a co-UK. If you're in the US, you've got to get a, a .com. Uh, those are the two most important ones. Then you've got to go and um, set up your email addresses. Then you've got to go and um, get yourself on Facebook and Instagram and whatever social channels you use. And actually, I'd already had a business page on Facebook and I already had an account on uh, Instagram. And again, quite easy to change your name over. 
uh, on both of those channels, which is what I've done, rather than start again with a new page. If you've already built up an audience doing what you're doing, you don't want to just scrap it and start again. So just by changing my existing Facebook page to my new business name, relatively easy to do. Um, what, what else was there? That was about it, wasn't it? I can't think of anything else. Okay, so other things that people maybe need to think about. You've talked about the uh, marketing material mm. uh, with your with your new name. So now you've got your new oh, name. Can I just share my business card thing? Because I know you love this. I was just about to... Is that what you're going to say? Honestly, you are not behaving, <laughs> Mr. Bumpers. <laughs> when on. have I ever behaved, I, Claire? Oh, for goodness sake. I was just about to say, so now you've got your business yeah. name. And I'm going to finish now because I've started. Yeah, go, go, so go. I'm, I'm going to say it. You've got your business name. Now you need to be sharing your your new name or, you know, new business with the world. So there are certain things that we can do to do that. You've mentioned about social media, for example, um, business cards. Now, I've I've got a bit of a love-hate relationship with business cards, if I'm honest. Um, yeah, ditto. Yeah. Previously, you know, someone says, oh, take my card. Oh, yeah, thank you so much. And then in, let's be honest, it kind of goes in the side pocket of the door or it goes in the back pocket of your trousers and then you put put them in the wash and then you've lost the card. Now we're in a more sort of technical world. What are your thoughts on this? Because I do believe there's something called a QR code, but I would welcome your, your thoughts. There we go. I said it. I got there first. Yeah. <laughs> so here was my thought process, right? I'm, re- I'm quite pleased with this and I think it works. Well, well, we'll find out when I start actually handing these things out. So I knew that there's this thing you can get, which is like a digital business card. I don't know whether you've heard of this. So essentially, it's a piece of plastic, uh, which has got all your details embedded in it. Um, You only ever have one and it's in your wallet. And then when someone asks for your card or your details, then you whip this thing out and then tap it against their phone. Mm -hmm. And that pops up all your details digitally on their phone. Good idea. But there's a bit of faffing involved with that, I thought, because you've got to get your it's like a credit card. Mm. So you've got to get that thing out. You've got to ask someone to get their phone out if they've got that in their pocket. And then you've got to tap it on their phone. So you, it's not instant. It's a bit a bit of a faff. Mm. But I like the idea of that because then if you're tapping something onto a phone and getting a digital sort of digital business card for want of a better expression, then because it's digital, you can change it. So you can, if you've got an offer on, yeah. you can put that on the on the digital card, which is just part of your website, essentially. You can change it as many times as you like. You don't have to have a whole bunch of cards printed again. Mm. So I thought I need somewhere in the middle because people are still in the habit of saying, have you got a card? Mm. So basically, my business card is a small square card with my logo on one side and a QR code on the other. And that's, that's it. it. No other yeah. details. So all people have got to do now is scan the QR code and up pops up all my details and I can change those as often as I want to. See, no, I think that's pretty cool. And I actually really like that. It's it's actually even made me think about getting my own ones. And I never thought I would say that about, a, oh, there's someone on the phone for you. Do you need to get that? Yeah. Is that no, someone okay, contacting yeah. you off Sorry. your QR code? <laughs> My secretary can get it downstairs. <laughs> secretary. Okay. Um, I love that, actually. And I think that's the way the world is going. Um, and if I'm honest, you know, when people ask for my cards, I don't have any. Um, we connect straight away there and then on LinkedIn. Um, but, I mean, it's, again, it's a personal it's a personal thing. But you might have won me over with the business cards because they look smart. They look really good. Because I, I do. I think they look great. Um, and, but, but because... Of the world I live in, if I'm out on a shoot somewhere, like I, I shoot lots of live events, like concerts and stuff like that. So if I'm 
in the middle of working and someone says, oh, have you got a card? I haven't got time to ask them to fart yeah. around with a phone and a thing and all that because I'm in the middle of something. Yeah. So I just need to whip a card out of my pocket and say, there we are, give me a shout. It, it might all turn out to be pants because I'm filming my first concert with my cards on mm-hmm. Monday. So let's see how it goes. Um, let's report back. I'm, I'm, I might come back to you in another podcast and say, yeah, forget that card idea. It was a crap idea. <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt <laughs> it. We could do an episode of, of, of learnings, actually. Because I think actually that that would be quite quite good, you know. People that have tried things that maybe think is a brilliant idea, and then they haven't worked out for whatever reason. Oh yes, things you've tried that you've oh that's a really good idea. Yeah. Things you've tried that haven't worked, or you know, yeah, what 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 your failures. That's a very good yeah. good point. Yeah, like that. Write that down. I have. <laughs> I think that's a really good one because it's important to um, embrace new challenges, and it's healthy to do that. And I'm very much going through that stage at the moment. I mean, it can be really daunting. It can be really scary. But actually, I do truly believe that very often your greatest successes come from when you don't get it right the first time. Okay, so a recap then from start to finish. I know this is like, actually, we could be here for a while doing that bit. So let's condense it down a little bit. So first things first, think about what your business is going to look like 10, 20, 30 years down the line. And Pick a name that reflects any changes that are going to happen over that time. Yeah. That's the first rule. Mm-hmm. Second rule is it's got to be easy to remember, easy to spell. So there are no sort of weird spellings that can't be spelt lots of different ways and doesn't necessarily relate to something else. Like we said with the yeah the white bear, was it you said? Um, white panda. White panda. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good example. So you get some sort of David Attenborough video or something when you Google that in. Yep. Uh, Then uh, finally, it's got to be something that nobody else has got. Um, You've got to be able to think about the business name, your Facebook, your Instagram, your URL. All those things need to be unique and not easily confused with someone else. Mm That will be the third criteria, I think. That's probably about it. Okay. And when you have your business name... Then what? What are the, the, the three most important things to do when you've made that decision? Sit on it for a bit. Mm-hmm. Share it with other people, um, not necessarily people who are emotionally involved in that business name, and get their opinions. Mm-hmm. Tell it to people. Or say it to people and see if they maybe come up with a different way of spelling it or say it sounds like something else or so on and on like that name because it reminds me of such and such. Um, whatever that might be. But yeah, sit on it for a little while, get some people's opinions, play with it a bit. Um, and then when you're happy, then start speak. Then start having a conversation with someone who deals with branding because they might come up with some different ways mm. of using the name that you hadn't thought of. Um, and then, yeah, when you're happy, you can hit go. Yeah, cool. Um, just to let you know, I've just Googled White Panda <laughs> just to see what came up. What comes up? There's a man dressed up as a panda and it's an, actually an American music group. What? <laughs> so if we don't actually get a white panda, you get a bloke dressed up as a white panda. I'm doing that yeah, in a second. It's, it's, white, it's, a, it's a music. White, see white what panda. comes up when you do it. <laughs> it's a band. It's a bloke with a great big white panda head on. Yes, I know. It's a bit freaky, actually. White panda is an American music group best known for remixing and releasing mashups. Well, there we are. I think it just proves the point, though, to, to Google the name first and see mm. what comes up, because that's that's a great example, really. So I can't remember the name that I thought of, but I did come up with a great name for um, my business. Oh, that's good. I love that. And I Googled it, and there was another 
film company that had used that name and all they make is porn films. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I really I didn't want to admit, use that I, one. I was a bit nervous when I looked that up. I was wondering what I was going to get. But <laughs> Well, thank you so much for sharing your 12-month your journey with creating... A brilliant business name. It's so you. It's it's, it's brilliant. And uh, well, I hope it. Yeah. I hope it has helped people because actually, I didn't realise how big a deal coming up with a business name was until I actually had to do it. And I've actually had to do it in other scenarios as well. I mean, obviously, I had the month of his Ed business name and PM Two Media as well. And every time, it's been a struggle. Well, the thing is, yeah, I just think if we're experiencing these things in the real world of business, now we both run our own businesses, then other people are going to too. So I thought, what a great topic. Um, yeah, and I hope that supported some people with their thought process or maybe even got them to think about their business name now and thinking, does it actually work for them? Yeah, because you can change it. So how can people find you under your new business name? Just search for Monoki Media. Boom. I don't really need to tell anyone else to do anything other than just... Just search Monocky Media, you'll find me. Yeah, there's a lot of power behind that. This is the Big Little Business Show, the podcast with bigger tips for small business. I like, I like that as a topic. That was a really good one. And actually, just by having that conversation, we've come up with another great topic, which is the whole thing about failures, yeah. which you mentioned earlier on. We, While we've touched on that in previous episodes, um, we haven't actually talked about people's failures, have we? No, no. And I just think how... I love this word authentic, you know I do, but I just believe so much in keeping things real. And if you can, you know, hear from other people's experiences and realise that actually, you know, it's not maybe just you that are going through this. And actually, you know what, there might be some really funny ones in there that people have tried. I don't know if you've ever looked back, I I do, where you've looked back at things that you've done right at the beginning of your journey and thought, what on earth, why on earth did I do that? What was I thinking? Or the Facebook memory comes up this time eight years ago. I'm like, no, (laughs) I won't be sharing that to my audience now. Definitely not. So let's do this then so if you're listening right now and thinking oh yeah I know exactly what I would say about that I've done this that and the other and that didn't work quite so well let us know um, pop onto our website uh, biglittlebusinessshow.co.uk come and find us on the socials just search for Big Little Business Show on Instagram or Facebook uh, and, and drop us a voice message too because we love voice messages and let us know what went wrong for you and yeah, let's have you on the show let's share your failures with the world yeah why not why not because it, what, what is it uh, JK Rowling uh, I think was rejected 14 times for her Harry Potter story. Yeah, I think that was one of Dean Fox's little stories, the one about J.K. Rowling, wasn't it? Do you know what? Flipping probably was, wasn't yeah. it? Um, and then then now look at her. So I do truly believe that, you know, when we do do these things, it's one step closer to getting actually to what we want. Yeah. But um, I think it'd be really good fun to hear some hear some stories from people who are listening. Exactly. So, yeah, let's hear, let, let's hear your failure stories. We love those. And um, we're kind of done, really, aren't we? So don't forget to come and check out all our back episodes, of which there are loads on a myriad of different topics. Love that word, myriad. Ah, so myriad's a good word, yeah. I like smorgasbord as well as a great word to describe lots of things at once. Or a buffet, <laughs> or a buffet of topics. <laughs> I've never heard of that one, smorgasbord. What, smorgasbord? That's just a lovely what word, isn't it? What is that? Is that actually a word or is that just one of yours? Google it. <laughs> okay. So uh, there we are. So there are a smorgasbord of different topics for you to digest, which will help your small business to grow. So please go and have a dive in and um, get in touch if you have any further questions. And until next time, say goodbye, Claire. Bye-bye. The beat. You've been listening to The Big Little Business Show with Paul Mumford and Claire Horsley. 
You can subscribe to get the latest episodes via iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, and everywhere you find your favourite podcasts. Come and find us at biglittlebusinessshow.co.uk and we're on Facebook too. Just search for Big Little Business Show. Big Little Business Show.